in one. But they're yeah, they're touching the microphones with like a like a brush and they're like staring you down just like It's like yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> and they'll like pretend to be like brushing you. <laughs> and I never thought I'd be into it, but when those videos pop up on my for you page or whatever, I just stare at them and I'm like, "Wow, this is more enjoying than I thought." Enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. On this episode of Community Meeting with Adrian, I talk to Meredith. We get into talking about ASMR and Cleopatra's Lounge, theater, the telethon that we did, and skiing and art. Um, so it's pretty dope, and Meredith kicks like probably the funniest freestyle so far. So check it out. Trying to get the levels right. Trying to get them levels right. Trying to get the levels right. You gotta get them levels right. Gotta get them levels right. Get them levels right tonight. Get them levels right tonight. I think they're right. I think so too. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Yeah. So I do the intro thing. Separately, so okay. I'm not gonna intro. We're just gonna start talking. Okay, talk to me, baby. Yeah. So, do you remember how we met? Not per like a specific meeting. Yeah. But I remember. I just listened to the podcast with Devin, and it was. I feel like it's a similar story. Mm-hmm. There we are. It's Cleopatra's Cleopatra's open mic night at the Hookah Lounge in Big Rapids. And I remember this era of my life being like very, I was just constantly intimidated by every single person around me. Mm -hmm. I just moved in with Devin and I'm like, I do not consider myself like a musician or like an artist or much of anything at all. And he was like, no, you are. Come, come hang, come do stuff. And I was like, okay. Come musician um, with come us. Come musician with us. I believe in you. Um, but yeah, I remember going to open mic. And I didn't participate for the few first few months I was going there. I was just there to watch. And observe. And- yeah. Um, so I remember being transfixed by a few people that were just there constantly. Like Alicia, Jemiah, mm-hmm. you. There was this dude who looks like... Ansel Elgort and like played the ukulele and just didn't give a fuck about anything. He just sticks in my brain. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to picture, I can't picture that person. Um, but uh, there was just a couple other people that were just constantly there. Um, that yeah, and you were one of them. And it, I, it was just something I wanted to be a part of. I was like, I never, I, I wrote some poetry in a class in high school and I was like, I could do this. I could write about some things. And yeah, I don't know. I just started participating there. And then you and Devin were like jamming a little bit and just like always in the living room um, after that. And I just slowly was like, "Hi, can yeah. I, can I, can I hang out? Can I, I can push buttons and make sounds and do the thing." And um, yeah, it was all kind of that integrated mess of a couple of months. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah. So I know it was Cleopatra's lines when I first like, like saw you or noticed you. I remember when you did go up, being like, "Oh, she's cool." Like I was like. Hell yeah, I like what she did. It seemed like good energy. I was like, yeah, she's cool. Yeah. What, did you did you first meet Alicia through the lounge, or did you know her before that? Yeah, I met her through the lounge. Um, I feel like I didn't even talk to her for like a long, long time. Like I'd I'd go up, I'd do my thing, and I that was it. I didn't really talk to anybody afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I don't know exactly when that kind of when we were like, oh, wait, we should all be friends instead yeah. of just, like, doing music next to each other. Yeah, just like, uh, okay. Wait, I, I actually I like... I like what you do, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you. I liked everybody, but I was just too afraid to, like, talk to anybody. Um, I think... No, I think the first bunch of stuff I was doing there, I was doing, like, just ukulele covers That's stuff. That's what I remembered. I, I felt like you were doing ukulele and singing. Yeah, and, um... Yeah. 
I don't even think I'd ever written a song at that point. Mm-hmm. I think this was like... What? A, I- Never, never what never written a song <laughs> myself well like i didn't even play the ukulele until well really play the ukulele yeah. until like that year uh like when devin and i moved in together we knew each other through ferris theater and mm-hmm. i sh- had a ukulele and he had all this other music crap and he's like you have a ukulele you have to play with me every single day and i was like i don't know how to do- uh-huh. i don't know what an accord is um so, yeah, that was a very educational time. So I was, like, learning to play the ukulele at the time. Learning to sing, learning to... Well, not learning to... Uh, learning to sing and play, play. Yeah, like an instrument at the same bringing time. Bringing all that shit together. Yeah, so I was, I was, like, figuring all that out as all of that was happening. Um, so, yeah, I think my first, like, songwriting session happened when I was, like, drunk, like... <laughs> alone in bed or something <laughs> that year and uh yeah i remember that pretty distinctly that's pretty cool i so i didn't realize that so things moved pretty quickly because eventually and i don't know how many years the span is but eventually you start you hosted um the open mic nights for a little bit like when we moved so we were at a, a hookah lounge at first and mm-hmm. then that place got closed down or something happened. Something weird. And we ended up moving to another location. And the then bar. eventually you were hosting um, yeah. the open mic with Alicia. Yeah, I think that was when Jemiah either graduated I or I think left. she graduated. Yeah, I think she graduated. Um, so, yeah, I remember... I was just, I, I was probably just there consistently almost every single week. So that's probably why she picked me. She was like, uh, you're going to be here anyway. Like, uh, it just right, helped me run go. this stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of how I got roped into that. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, all right, let's, let's have a good time. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's all it's about. Let's yeah, have for a good sure. time. But th- that, the setting of that place was not as good as Cleopatra's. Like, Cleopatra's, people came into, hear us do poetry mm-hmm. they would sit down they would listen they would be attentive the yeah. other place was like a bar and they didn't give a shit about no, what we were doing it was a whole different thing <laughs> it kind of fell away from poetry and turned mm-hmm. into like a more of a music open mind we were still open to other things but like oh, it yeah. was less conducive to a do whatever the fuck you want yeah because people microphone. would do whatever the fuck they want <laughs> yeah, to so i was like shit. what is going on here i've seen like solo <laughs> trumpet players magicians somebody some this oh this old professor they called him the wizard he made the me wizard. Re- the wizard i remember the wizard <laughs> he came one time and was like i have a play for you and me to read and i was like what it was it was a little nonsensical. I ha- he was nonsensical. Very yeah. I didn't know. It <laughs> felt too deep for my understanding of it. I it was Shakespearean. Like, uh, it was okay. It was wild. Um, but yeah, it was just weird stuff like that. Um, yeah, and it fell away from the poetry, which I <laughs> good and bad. Uh. We did a lot more music, but mm-hmm. I was doing a lot less poetry, which was, I liked the poetry because it forced you to write, just write lyrics, mm-hmm. which is something I've, uh, I need to do more of. Yeah. Always. I always liked being around poets, like as someone who, you know, I usually come from a rap standpoint and, um, Whenever I'm around poets, I feel like I'm forced to write better because they're not sloppy with their writing. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I got I to gotta step this up a little bit. Well, I think that was a huge influence on my songwriting was that poetry night. Because mm-hmm. every poem that I wrote, it would get out all the feelings and all the things I wanted to write about without the pressure of needing it to be a song. Mm -hmm. And then I would always return to those poems months and years later and be like, wait, uh, this could be a song. Yeah. All of my, yeah. Every, uh, all of the songs I've written have been like, oh, let's go return to some random scribbling in my notes app. It's all old poetry is all of my songs. Mm -hmm. 
That's tight. Yeah. Hell yeah. So before we started, I was just like, oh, I thought of another random question, and I'm just going to ask you now. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you dyed your hair? Like green? No, just oh, in general, like as as hair. a whenever you did it the first I time, do. you remember the first oh, time? Oh no! Oh, oh, yeah. Let's get I, into mm, it. Oh God! And okay. Mary's hair is a, a nice green right now. Yep. Nice dark earthy green. Yes. Is it, is it earth? We were is going that? for swamp monster this time around, mm-hmm. and yeah, we nailed it. <laughs> Before, it's always been, let's be a mermaid. Let's be, I don't know, more blues in it. This is more no, very green. Swamp time. Yeah, swamp monster. Um, yeah. First time I dyed my hair. <laughs> this might have not have been strictly the very first. This was the first influential time I dyed my hair. It was like a couple weeks before the start of seventh grade. Um, I'm... You know, that's when you're trying to discover yourself. And I'm trying to convince everybody to love Pokemon. It's the good thing. Oh, God, what is life? I cut all of my hair off and tried to do a pixie haircut. And I dyed my brown hair like this bright orangey red. Because I saw it in a Teen Vogue magazine. And it... If I had done that as an adult, yes, 100%. What a rocked it. As a seventh grade girl, no, 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 no. I didn't know what I was doing. And you cut it your you cut the hair yourself? No. Too? My oh, grandma okay. took me to a salon to get it done and mm-hmm. uh, it was a good haircut. It was a, it was well done. <laughs> I just couldn't handle it as a seventh grader. Yeah. And yeah. And I also got like this other girl had shaved her head recently because she got lice so everybody also thought i got lice and that's why i did it and i was like no i just i'm quirky that's why i did it like, no you got lice no shit. <laughs> um, but ultimately i'm glad i did that because you know it's the weird shit you do as a kid that kind of it makes these defining moments of your life and weirdly like that's that was seventh grade for me was the weird fucking hair I have yet to dye my hair. I always thought about getting like a little color on the on the dreads, but mm. I just haven't gone through with it. It's so, a, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, permanent. Yeah, it's just gonna be there. So <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe before I decide to chop them off, I'll yeah, do like do the tips of them or something. Yeah, That's can they the just thing. do the tips? Just dip, dip it in there. Yeah. Uh, well, your hair is dark enough that. I don't know. Maybe you might have to bleach it to get like color to stick to it, but oh, which is a dude. very permanent thing. But Ooh. you should definitely do some tips or like one. Of, I don't know. All right, we'll figure I'll help you do out. it. Yeah, we'll figure I have bleach. Out. I have color. If you want. All right, podcast is over. Um, I'm saying we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna go to it's hairstyling time. Um, when did you? That's that's cool that you brought up brought up theater. When did you first get into theater? Um. Fifth grade, I was an Oompa Loompa in my middle school's production of Fuck Willy Wonka yeah. and the Chocolate Factory. Or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I don't remember which. What they, yeah. Um, yeah, Oompa Loompa. That was the first time I dyed my hair green. Well, with like the spray can oh, okay. kind of stuff. Um, and it, what well, I, you're just surrounded. Any theater person knows this. When you do theater, you're surrounded by all the weirdos who do theater, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I can't ever go back from this. Oh yeah, you're you're indoctrinated into <laughs> yeah into the weirdness. Yeah, I think um, in like middle school and high school, there was only one year I didn't do a show, and I should have done it. Um, but yeah, it started off early, but it was always always a thing i was doing um and that's kind of i used to be a terrible singer my friends used to compare me to the sound of a dying whale i had no control for what i was doing that's wild Um, i love your voice no thank you (laughs) um but yeah i did voice lessons then and then i learned how to control a voice and that's really important Mm -hmm. um and yeah that's where i was a musician first mm-hmm. and then band played the flute uh yeah hell yeah 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 i'm um taking music or singing lessons right now i'm trying hell to yeah. get that control so hell yeah that's been fun that's been enjoyable that's awesome i've loved listening to your 
vocal journey since I've known you. When mm-hmm. I first met you and we were like jamming with you or whatever, I was like, oh, you oh, cannot see. That boy. Uh, fantastic <laughs> rapper. Uh, you know, yeah. all over the Shaky. place as far, as far as like notes and oh, yeah. all that goes. But you have come so freaking far. Hey. It's been awesome. You've gotten so good. Um, but yeah, definitely voice lessons are really helpful. Just oh, to yeah. have somebody like objectively be like, this is what you need to be doing, uh-huh. um, which is hard. Yeah. yeah, it's hard like for... I guess peers to sort of do that. You need somebody mm-hmm. who's kind of out of it a little bit to just objectively be like, "Yeah, here's the thing." Yeah, like work on this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's been perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When I um. So I was in theater too. I. Oh yeah, we've talked about that. A yeah, I think I started either eleventh or twelfth grade. You did Romeo I, and Juliet. Yeah, like I didn't. I didn't like act in a play until twelfth grade because I was mm-hmm. when Romeo and Juliet was, but I. Um, my first experience was just working on a set, so um, did that. And I, I don't know, my senior year of high school was like, I just started doing a lot more because I was like, I'm about to graduate and I haven't been doing a whole lot. So I was just trying to like <laughs> pump up my uh, resume. Yeah, before <laughs> so you like, get oh, to shit. college. So like, I gotta... Senior, I was in choir, I did <laughs> theater, uh, I was in the like, well, I have been in the National Honors Society or whatever the hell that's called. I didn't get into that. None of my family members did. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, but yeah, so I was doing all kind of stuff senior year. But yeah, I really enjoyed theater. Um, and I'm always like, damn, I want to get back and do it. Like when my life gets a little more calm, mm-hmm. I think I'll get back in, like and just start doing some local things. That would be very cool. I it's very much a thing you have to be your life has to be very settled in order to do it because you have to commit to a thing for months Mm -hmm. all of your nights all week it's Mm -hmm. that yeah um i was able to do it right before the pandemic and it started Mm -hmm. um i lived in owasso for a couple of years and i was able to do a community theater show um and i was just like in the in the ensemble like the group vocals and all that but it was so much fun i missed it so much it was mm-hmm. really cool and it was really i learned a lot doing that again it's just musical theater is like so many different art forms all yeah. smushed together in yeah. one we have to do all of mm-hmm. these things um and that's that's what i like about it it's such a huge collaborative experience and then when it comes together it fucking magical it is it is very magical (laughs) yes i've I've had a some magical theater nights and it's it's, i don't know it's lovely Mm -hmm. i mean it's just like it's any performing you know Mm -hmm. you get that rush and you're like ah yeah you just feel so inspired by people doing the thing doing their thing hell yeah um, what do you remember about like the beginnings of the tel- telethon? I know I talked to Devin about that. Mm. Do you recall anything more just about how that came about? Um, it, yeah. So what he talked about was like, we were inspired by the band Wolfpack and mm-hmm. their thing. Definitely. That's where it came from. <laughs> um, but we were like, how do we do this? Cause we're not really raising money for ourselves at that point. So yeah, it ended up being for charity, which was so cool. Um, but as far as how it came together, it was just like, we were just, we would just randomly message people we knew that did music and whatever else, um, and be like, Hey, do you want to be involved in this weird thing that hadn't been done on a huge, large scale at that point? Mm -hmm. Everybody nowadays live streams, we know that, but like at that point, at that point, yeah, yeah, it didn't feel Mm -hmm. like the norm as far as like. Like, on campus at Ferris when, like, in college. Um, But it was so cool, like, getting, like, us off campus, like, organizing this whole huge thing. That Mm -hmm. felt so cool to have it all to come together in our Mm -hmm. stinky little basement. Um, And have the person from the organization you're donated to come through, too. Yeah, that was was very cool. cool. Um, And, uh, 
my biggest achievement with that, I think, was getting the Ferris Ukulele Club to come in. They had their whole group come oh, down yeah, there yeah. and play a bunch of group songs, and I just it just felt so silly. I loved that so much. Um, uh, yeah, that that was just very cool to have so many people from like different parts of the art community we were kind of yeah. in with. Like just all getting all, yeah, her. coming together for that. It was very cool. What do you remember the name of the organization? Was it like Wayne? Uh, oh, it was the the Wesley House. Wesley, um, Wesley House, which is oh, I don't know too much about church and all of the things, but it's a church organization mm-hmm. um, that I got connected with uh, the year before. I went on a random ass mission trip to New York City because my mm-hmm. friend texted me and was like, "Hey, you want to go to this on this free trip with me? We will have to volunteer a little bit, but then we can do mm-hmm. whatever." Which was exactly what it was. During the day, we would like volunteer, and then we would go off and do whatever. And I was like, "How much church stuff am I gonna have to?" <laughs> do? How, how much of the church? Um, but like, is involved. Yeah, <laughs> they were so cool. They I never felt they knew I was like not religious coming into this. I just wanted yeah. to volunteer and do a fun thing for a spring break. Um, so they never pushed that on me and they were very inclusive of me and my non-religiousness. Um, which was, yeah, yeah, it was so cool. Um, the pastor that kind of led that Devin, her her last name starts with an H. She was really kind. Um, Mm. and the girl that, kind of organized the it so there was a food pantry that was organized by this girl olivia can't remember her last name at this moment but i talked to her the year before and she had this idea for a student food pantry for everybody and i saw that go from that just spark of an idea to an actual food Mm -hmm. pantry for ferris students which was amazing like when less than a year she did that so i was like when we were like, all right, what charity are we doing? Definitely wanted to do that because it mm-hmm. felt so close to home. Yeah. Um, to help just fellow students. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, we all we all had, like, moments in college where we were like, shit, I'm broke as hell. Yeah. Um, I was say, I feel like I might have, I might have used that food pantry before. I can't remember. That's awesome. That was what it was for. Like, yeah. um, just, you know, you didn't have to be, like, completely down on your luck. It was just, mm-hmm. like, anytime you're like, you need a can of beans or something, mm-hmm. go and get it. Like, I, I did a few times because, mm-hmm. you know, I needed it. Um, like, I was bringing home bread for my work at a certain point, like, oh, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, there was more students than you'd like to think were houseless mm-hmm. while at school. Like, that's insane to me. So it just like felt like a no brainer to want to like help people yeah. who really needed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy how, yeah. My first time getting in, well, my only time actually getting an eviction notice when I was at Ferris and going to school and I was just like struggling and just oh, like, man. I didn't know that like, happened. This Shit. is not cool. I don't no. like this at all. Like, you're just so young. You don't know how to deal with right. issues like that. And then you mm-hmm. just, if you don't have support outside of where you're at, it's like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah. It's not too much. Yeah. But, um, let me see. So That's all my telethon knowledge. <laughs> telethon. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so what are like your first memories with music? Like what's the first music you remember and are, and like connected with? Um, definitely listening to music in a car as like a young, young lass. Uh, I remember listening to James Taylor and like, I have a weird distinct memory of listening to James Taylor in my dad's car and my head was like leaned against a window. It was like winter out. So it was really cold and it was just this good vibe. (laughs) Um, Don't remember when or where exactly. I don't know. I was young, but James Taylor uh, was in that. Um, I remember my dad taking me to a Pink Floyd laser light show 
as a kid. I've, I've been to that, yeah. We had that in Flint, too. Yeah. The planetarium. Yeah. Um, I think I, it was at the DTE mm-hmm. place. Um, I didn't know what it was at the time. but And that was also my first experience with weed. I was like, Dad, why are they searching our blankets? <laughs> what's that smell? And he's yeah. like, oh, it's cigarettes. Colorful uh, cigarettes. Colorful cigarettes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pink Floyd was a cool influence. Um, and then there was the era of like 2000s country music mm-hmm. um, via CMT music videos on Saturday mornings while my mom cleaned the house. Mm-hmm. That was always a wake up call was just Kenny Chesney blasting at 8 a.m., um it's like all right yeah i am a huge <laughs> fan of keith urban because of that was my first concert was a keith urban concert at the palace um i i could verbatim sing you every word to the first three albums of keith urban damn i had no idea i had no idea um um what after what after that my older brother listening to a lot of uh emo screamo music mm-hmm. um which is like Panic at the Disco and Fall Out Boy. Nice. <laughs> that kind of thing. Or Papa Roach was in there. Ooh. Papa Roach. Papa Roach. I used Roach. to get down with the Roach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, not just the song, one song I knew. Mm-hmm. I, I was just, I never like searched for music until like high school, I think. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, it was just everything everybody else was listening to was what I just listened absorbing. to. Yeah. Um. And then my first high school boyfriend uh, introduced me to a lot of music, um, got really into like progressive rock, love the band Circus Survive. That was mm-hmm. a huge, that's a huge thing for me. Um, and that's, uh, it's really hard when old boyfriends and girlfriends introduce you to music yeah, that you really they, love. Yeah. Cause like, you, oh, there's a sting here. Yeah. <laughs> well, like you associate all this music with a person, mm-hmm. and then after the relationship ends, it's like all this music that you loved and always listened to is associated with this person forever. So it takes a lot of like learning and healing in order to separate that and be like, no, oh, yeah. I actually like this music. Uh-huh. Um, I was talking to a friend about that. Like there's certain bands that I hear and I'm like, I just go right back to that. I'm like, Ooh, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know about that, but the I've bands had- that I loved, like you gotta, you have to separate that. Yeah. I've had that experience where like after a breakup, like had to move away from a certain artist for a bit mm-hmm. or just like, Oh, this hurts too much. Yeah. But then when you can listen again, I was like, oh, I'm healing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm healed. I am fully healed. Uh, you're never fully healed from those motherfuckers. Mother dirty motherfuckers. <laughs> um, but yeah, that had a, yeah, progressive rock and musical theater. It's musical theater is just always there. Mm-hmm. Always there. Lame is a Rob. Oh, it's always there haunting you. <laughs> what um aren't i don't know if i'm gonna say this right but you're really into good old war is yeah that it is? good old war How, why does that connect with you what is it about that music and i should probably listen to it because i haven't yet I don't um much, i listen i started listening to that band sort of out of spite mm-hmm. um oh god i'm getting into old relationship stuff but truly this is what it is circus survived the lead singer I listened to all of his side projects and he was on a song by good old war and I really liked good old war. And then my boyfriend got mad at me cause he's like, why are you so obsessed with all these dudes? I'm like, it's the music that I like you. Fuck. Um, so I sort of listened to this band out of spite because he told me it wasn't good. Like it just wasn't good music. And I was like, you Dick. kiss my ass and then i was like oh wait this first album of theirs is like a perfect breakup album mm-hmm. hey um <laughs> so getting out of that listening to this first album the only way to be alone by good old war was very a very healing time for oh, me that's nice oh yeah um and then i really got into that 
halfway through college was sort of when I completely ended that relationship. And then cue Devin moving in with me and mm-hmm. musical theater back in college. And it was this whole new era of Meredith started off listening to good old war. Hell yeah. Um, I can't let this go. I'm on my way. When you can only hold my diamond ring. I go crawling back to the city I love. Cause it's already taken everything. The Phoenix the phoenix uh, ashes. <laughs> yeah of like folk pop music got me through <laughs> um and uh yeah that's sort of the style of music that i gravitate towards playing i think that's sort of what i end up sounding like when i'm truly playing my style is mm-hmm. i guess folk poppy yeah kind of didn't think i was going to be talking about all that all stuff but here we are Music. let's dive in deeper t- no. <laughs> oh, well on that note are you gonna rap with me am i gonna rap with yeah, you, you gonna do a freestyle? i am gonna do a freestyle yeah yeah all right let's do it i'm gonna oh. put a beat up put a beat up <laughs> bring the beat in <laughs> lord of mercy Oh, do you want me to start? Yes, whatever you want. Okay, I'm going to start here. This is the ASMR rap with Mert. (laughs) (laughs) We're drinking wine in the afternoon. Look at the moon. It's up there. It's a little sliver. It's a little bright light in the sky doesn't make me want to die i feel like i can fly sometimes when i drink enough wine in the afternoon i like to eat cereal with a spoon it's pretty tasty in the afternoon in the afternoon in the afternoon afternoon. it's tasty like chocolate and graham crackers i like Eating snackers. And that's pretty nice. I have a lot of traumatic memories as a child. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that, that's We're where not, we end. That's <laughs> I had a decent life. <laughs> no. Oh Lord. Oh no. That's alright. That's alright. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, that is something I did want to talk about. Was your childhood what, like? So you're from Boyne. All my childhood, yeah. I didn't have a bad tra- childhood. I didn't. <laughs> Just, I need you to know that. Um, yeah, I'm from Boyne. Well, yeah, I'm from Boyne, originally from Wixom, Michigan, 
Um, Wixom. Wiggity Wixom. Um, yeah, I lived down there until I was like eight. Parents got the divorce. Um, and then mom took me and my brothers up to Boyne specifically so that we could ski every day in the wintertime. <laughs> That um, is something I want to talk about. You're an OG skier. OG skier. So, ear, so, ear, so ear. what age are you when you start skiing? Um, I think there's a picture of me on a sled when I was like two at the the ski hill. Um, and I believe I started skiing then too. Like two years old, I was on a pair of skis, like mm-hmm. just being pushed down the bunny hill. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been skiing since I was a wee lass. Um, which I don't know how my mom was able to do, uh, and not have both me and my older brothers hate skiing. Mm-hmm. Somehow she succeeded and we all loved it. All got down with it. Well, it was like this family activity that we would do incredibly privileged to be able to do that mm-hmm. all the time. Um, cause like there was a, after my mom moved us up North, it was like pretty much her raising us doing the the whole single mom thing Mm -hmm. um so how she ever was able to afford to like buy a house and constantly have her kids with skis and all the ski gear and like winter clothing like every single year you got to get new stuff for kids because they grow like yeah um but she worked at the ski hill so she was able to get us free passes Mm -hmm. and just I think she just knew people and was able to just get hand-me-down skis from people that she knew. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was just this family activity that we just always did. Um, and then did, like, ski team in high school and middle school where, like, you learn to, like, race and go through the gates and stuff and go real fast. That's I I, um... I had a like two winters of snowboarding mm. where I had a hookup. Like I had a friend who's working at Caberfe. Mm. Um, so I'd be able to get in there with the discount and get the rentals for super cheap. So nice. I got to a point where I was able to snowboard semi okay, but then I haven't I haven't done it in forever. Yeah, now. it's and, unless and not you're not having that hookup anymore. I'm like, ooh, that's just unless expensive. you're like loaded, you don't go skiing unless it's either like a huge priority for you right. where that's what you spend all of your money on or you got to have some kind of hookup. Somebody works at the place. Mm-hmm. They can get you in for like five bucks. Some deal like that. There's always a deal like that. Um, that's how I went skiing like last week was like I knew a girl who knew a girl who got me a ticket for like five bucks. And so you know. I got to do it. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. But I don't ski too much anymore, which... That's life. It's not. Is is it something that you like? Wish you did more. Yes. Or, yeah. But it's definitely a locational thing. Like I live down in Grand Rapids. Like yeah, there's there's, not, there's Cabaret, but it's but like that's still what two hours or more. Cabaret. Yeah. Uh oh oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's like an hour and more than I don't know. Yeah. Um, Cannonsburg is here, but it's like the hills and as great as like places mm-hmm. I grew up skiing at. Um, but when I go visit family, I try to do that. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I always wanted to try skiing. Because uh, I hear that's easier than snowboarding, maybe? Yes, okay. it is. I learned recently that I am not the greatest teacher. Oh, <laughs> I yeah. tried teaching my boyfriend <laughs> um, how to ski uh, last weekend. And he he eventually got it, but it was definitely more perseverance on his part than me actually than being able being to teach able him to. anything. I was just like, just do this. Like, just just go down the motherfucking just, hill. Just, follow, just do what I'm doing. <laughs> like, you see this? I'm going down. Yeah. <laughs> you go down. No, <laughs> he, he was a trooper, though. He did so well. He got pretty good by the end of the day. So he said he would go skiing again. It was a success. That's a success. Mm-hmm. He's, he's down now. He's down to clown. To yeah. I was going to say something that could have been interpreted the way you just said down to clown. But I stopped myself. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I don't know what you were going to say, but I guess good. (laughs) But, um, oh, shit. What was I about to say? Oh, I want to talk about painting. 
you are amazing at painting and Thank art you. and things like that. Where did that come from? Like, were you always doodling and doing things when you were young? Um, yes. I was a young entrepreneur as an elementary school kid. I would draw pictures of dinosaurs and, like, dragons and sell them for erasers to kids. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, we always wanted to figure out what can we produce and sell. And I was like, I can draw. So that's what I got. Lots of erasers for that. Um, <laughs> um, but I've always loved art class just as a space where I can go to make art. I don't take direction well. Yeah. You're like, no, like, let me. Let me do my thing. Put this time aside to do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, like in high school, I didn't, I skipped the elements of art class, like the class everybody has to take before they can do anything. Uh, I skipped that and just was like, I'm gonna just do the drawing and painting class. Nobody asked me any questions. They weren't like, do you, like All right. did you get the prerequisite? No. 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 I'm the prerequisite. Yeah. You come through me. Um, I hated that <laughs> class because the teacher was just always trying to tell me what to do. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do this instead. So I got to be in that class. You fuck. Um, <laughs> and then after that, I always did like independent study and was just like, just let me do my thing over here. And that was where I thrived the most was like, just when you set aside hours of time to just do the thing and you have to do the thing, you make good things generally. Um, and it's hard to set aside that time nowadays. So I don't make as much as I used to. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have... Or what is your top five, like, visual artists? So this could be any, like, animated, like, mm. movies or actual, like, painters. Yes. Uh, top um, influence, I believe, is Vincent van Gogh. Van Gogh? Van Gogh. OG. The OG. OG. Uh, love his style. I love his painting. I love the, his color use. Um, it's very thick and... It looks like it feels like something, and I really like that. Didn't um, we all go to the Van Gogh? The Van Gogh it? movie? Yeah. Yeah, that was, that oh together. my God, that was so cool, yeah, that, that Van Gogh really movie. Cool. Who I don't know what the plot of it was, no. but it was just really fascinating to watch all of the paintings turn into the other paintings. Mm -hmm. And when you'd see the painting, you'd be like, oh, that's it. <laughs> like when a movie says its name in the movie, it was it's that like, moment boom. just over and over and over again. That was very cool. Um, Claude Monet, also great, uh, great artist. I'm just naming famous artists. Um, but yeah, those two are, I think, my most influential artists. I'm going to get this name wrong. Leonid Afromov. He's got these paintings that are very colorful paintings they're all over the internet mm -hmm. um recognizable if you see them but the name is weird um other artists i really like um oh gosh i don't think about this that often um and also i was i was thinking also like because i know you're into like animated movies too like any of that stuff like mm. visual things oh yeah animated movies Hayao Miyazaki all That's of his movies was. yeah you were you were leading me to the answer in my brain uh oh my god the art in those movies is just so beautiful <laughs> they're visually stunning pieces of art those movies are holy shit they're so gorgeous and they're they're just so good Go see Princess Mononoke. Do it. Do it. It's gorgeous. Oh, Howl's Moving Castle. The visuals in that movie are just so... God, they're so gorgeous. And it's just beautiful. And the stories are lovely. And the characters are so human. Um, love those movies. Um, let me pick one other visual. Um, a visual thing that I've seen that I've liked in my life sunsets very motivation i love i love a good sunset no that's real but i grew up on a lake town a tourist trap 
love a sunset <laughs> so much. I like knowing where the best place to see a sunset is um, or a sunrise. Mm-hmm. There's just so much color. They're beautiful. Oh, one of my favorite sunrises was uh, if you've ever done the the Labor Day Bridge Walk, the Mackinac Bridge Walk, mm-hmm. you get up at like 2 a.m., drive up to the bridge, walk across the bridge, and then you see the sunset or right. sunrise, sunrise yeah. um, over, so it would be Lake Huron. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So gorgeous. That sounds actually really dope. Because you're just like on the bridge, the Mackinac Bridge, just over the lakes. Like, and there it is. And it's just like, hello. So pretty. Um, other visual stunning sights I've seen. Uh, 30-hour train ride from Portland to L.A. Sunset over the Pacific Ocean. Uh, Mid-California. Gorgeous. I was in this train car that was just like mostly glass or plastic windows. Mostly windows. And it was the most beautiful thing. Just, just, (laughs) just, (laughs) everybody gets a little quiet when the sunset, like, is there. You're just looking at it. You're like, and all right, now we're back to talking once it goes. The back to, yeah. Yeah. I love the sunset. Sunsets. I like to use every single color in every painting, (laughs) Um, whether that's intentional or i just don't know how to not I, gotta... I um so i've seen you do art where you will i think you might have got this painting from like the goodwill or something but you'll get a painting and then you'll paint over it to add your mm. own element into it is that something like i've never heard of that before until i saw you do it did you get that from somewhere or um i did that a couple times with an old friend of mine mm-hmm. um orion orion what's your last name rose uh uh old friend orion uh <laughs> we a good memory of mine in my brain is just painting weird shit onto old landscapey type paintings for mm. fun um and that's kind of where that came from. I first did the the kind of series you're thinking of mm-hmm. in college. Um, and, I don't know, just bought a painting, thought Loch Ness Monster would look great there. And it was a fun challenge to make sure you match the color in that painting um, as opposed to just doing my style mm-hmm. onto it. Because I don't do realistic... It. Uh, art ever like Mm -hmm. as my style but like when doing something like that onto a realistic painting you sort of have to go at it with a realistic mindset for it to not completely display why did you put that yeah to look like it doesn't fit Mm -hmm. Um, you have to match what the other artist did Mm -hmm. Um, and that was a fun challenge i was doing for a little bit that was fun I, i should do more I should, should always just do more. That's the thing. Do more stuff. Do, do more, more stuff. stuff. <laughs> do more stuff. That, that was. Has... <laughs> when was that? That was a. Uh, that was how like long ago the first was that? that was a New Year's. Year. That was a New Year's party, probably 20, 2018, like twenty seventeen to eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, was the first year we lived together. Mm-hmm. Um, that was. Yeah, that was a good time. We were just chanting that at the top of our lungs as midnight hit. And it's been sort of my New Year's resolution every year since then. It's just do more stuff. Hell yeah. No, no, that that definitely like stuck with us. Like, yeah. Yeah. um, We've been doing a hell of shit. Always doing more stuff. (laughs) Got a weird idea. Let's do it. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, (laughs) the story with that was just it was a New Year's Eve party and i don't know did it happen at midnight or after i don't know but mm. at some point doesn't matter that was what the chant was was do more stuff and mm-hmm. yeah we've all been getting into more stuff we've been mm-hmm. doing more podcasts putting out more music more art more living stuff more breathing more drinking more water you gotta keep breathing you gotta do it yeah that's a quote from something and i can't remember what it was it's a good quote. Mm. 
just you gotta keep breathing oh that's uh tom hanks and castaway wait no that's oh, not no. correct i think it's tom hanks uh, tom hanks in a, thanks tom, in a hanks. tom hanks name tom hanks is my favorite <laughs> big fan you 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 did some cool stuff so uh, <laughs> you you play like a a very I feel like you play a very unique role in Avocado Squad in our group. I'm not music. sure what that role is, but I like it. No, yeah, like um I don't know, you do so much. You do a lot of the art for us. Um you know, you've done Can I call myself the hype man? No. <laughs> That's what I no, feel like. you're more than a hype man. <laughs> So Meredith has done a cut co- the cover for one of them, for two of them, but one of them has disappeared into oblivion. Gone forever. It's gone. But yeah. um, do covers. You you're playing flutes and shit. Flutes and clarinets and. And I'll, I always you, say flute, don't I? Both. It, oh, you've done both. Oh, okay, Have I'm I like, am both? I fucking it up? I think I did. I think. I actually played flute on something on our stuff oh, okay but i don't you, remember you've definitely done the clarinet jam yeah um you do your whole own songs and stuff mm-hmm. how do you get into that space is it usually you're just bringing together pieces i know you said like, like for one of those tracks you just kind of piece together old poems or something um yeah they are they are pieced together old poems um the the song that's like mostly me on the most recent album what's that called i'm alive that one was yeah it did start off as poetry written at the beginning of the pandemic Mm -hmm. um and then i workshopped that by doing live streams with people just and they were just giving me random suggestions of just things and stuff so i worked all that sort of into a poem which turned into a song um yeah and then the poem the spoken word poem in um cactus flower was that was a hodgepodge of old poems from my notes app (laughs) so just in your your phone just like random Mm -hmm. lines and you're like this one works this one works yeah um there's parts of it that i had written i think A lot of the stuff in the beginning was written about getting to know, like, Devin, Austin, and Phil Mm -hmm. when I was kind of just, like, like, when I was first meeting them, I'd written poems about just, like, getting to know random people that I'm like, you guys are really cool. Um, (laughs) I think I found you in a cartoon with a crooked hat and face like a moon. You share your flask with all around. I look at you and you seem found. That's how I felt about that whole kind of thing and like that like definitely you too like oh that's God, how that's i felt so about the people i, I was that, surrounded I, like by. i love i love that those lines and i had no idea what they meant though but i'm like visually i'm like oh this this is wonderful like i love what you oh, wrote but yeah it's about my friends and just me being a big fan <laughs> like about to cry oh god <laughs> um and then i don't remember what the rest of the lyrics are but yeah just like feelings of stuff around that time came together as a poem yeah it's fucking amazing thank you yeah i like writing poems i should write Um, more poems well shit i think we've done good time here i think so too i'm not gonna make you rap again (laughs) please don't i'm terrible at i i used to run an improv club at ferris I, I'm not good at improv. Not I've learned this about myself, and it's okay. I don't have to be good at improv. You ain't gotta Terrible do it. Terrible at it. Uh, I like pre-planning everything. Um, I like going over and over and over <laughs> lyrics, making sure they're right before I present them to people. I don't like improv. So the fact that you got me to do that today. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And I feel like it was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of childhood trauma. No, I don't. I had a decent childhood. My God. Love you, Mom. Oh, my God. Um, Shit. So I feel like me on my end, I sometimes lean too much into improv 
where there's situations where I'm like, I don't quite know these lyrics that well, but fuck it, I'm going to go up there. <laughs> and if I forget them, I'm just going to freestyle. <laughs> That's a good skill to have because you never, when I when I blank out, I'm just like, oh. That's happened to me many times. <laughs> so I do that. I blank out at more important things like uh, trying to do the speech at my friend's wedding. Oh, no. <laughs> like, like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. I fucked this all up. Oh, I can, see, I can talk about something if it's like talking. I don't have to rhyme. It doesn't have to be blah, blah, blah. And if it's like heartfelt, I can do mm-hmm. that. But like when I'm like trying to be artsy and make it. No. No. In. The eighth grade, I was Doc <laughs> in my middle school's production of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm-hmm. So there's little Mert with her half-grown-out orange hair. This is the orange hair, Mert. Yeah, um, but she's got a bald cap on, a big fake beard, a fat suit, mm-hmm. um, singing this song. It was called The Silly Song. When my verse comes up, I walk up there, start singing the wrong verse, and I just blank, and I'm like just staring at the audience like... And I just kind of do a little jig and then go back and then the music plays until the next kid had their verse. It was terrible. It was, oh, it was terrible. Oh my, so I have a, it's the opposite side of that. So I have a, one of my first, I think I I took a theater class. That might've been my senior year as well, but it might've been, it might've been before that. Might've been junior year, but I took a uh, theater class and one of the things we had to like, learn some shit and present it with a partner though so me i took it like soup that was me like over preparing like i took it super serious i fucking i think i recorded like my lines (laughs) i recorded my lines into a microphone put it on the cd and would just like play it and play it and play it and play it so i knew my shit you can't prepare for everything though so we get up (laughs) to do it and then my partner don't know they shit no so i get up there and then i'm like but I did it in a way like they fucked up, but then I like said something that like kind of like gave their line to them. Mm. And then I just started to like just improv on the spot. And we got an A just because like we kept, I think also the teacher probably didn't want to like fuck me over because like I rolled with the punches of that person. Yeah, that, that shit was nice. <laughs> That's why group projects, you should still get separate grades for them. Mm-hmm. 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 Press my luck. Run it up, run it up, run it up. Living my life, gonna call your bluff. Run it up, run it up, run it up. Not much time, gotta press my luck. Run it up, run it up, run it up. Living my life, gonna call your bluff. Run it up, run it up, run it up.